You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi guys, and welcome to a new episode of Couch Talks on Uni Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat, and I am the host. And if you are wondering what Couch Talks is, it is the special bonus episode of Uni Therapy Podcast that comes out every single Wednesday, where I answer questions that you guys send in to me, and you can send those to Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com. Now, before we get into the question today, I want to remind everybody, as always, that although I'm a therapist and I'm answering questions and I'm giving some feedback, this podcast does not serve as a replacement or substitute for actual mental health services. So if you are new, again, this is where I answer questions that you guys send in and I try to do one a week. Sometimes I do two if I'm doing smaller, quicker ones, but usually it's one a week. We always keep them anonymous and today we have a good one. So let's get right into it. Hey, Kat, I recently reconnected with my cousins on my dad's side of the family, and I have received a letter in the mail from the oldest about how my soul is doomed if I cannot become vegan by January 28th. He follows the teachings of some master guru who owns a bunch of vegan chain restaurants around the U.S. The letter was alarming, especially since he outlined why he wasn't in a cult. My family is labeling him as a wacko, but I can clearly see how alarming this is. I want to reach out. I don't want him isolated from the family even further. Not really sure what to do. P.S. I feel like all my cult education should have prepared me for this moment. Okay, so I actually contacted this person. I got a little bit more information about what was going on. And okay, so if you are a avid follower of the podcast, you know that last year I went on a deep dive into cults. And I have a full episode about brainwashing and the power of cults. If anyone is interested in learning more about that in general, I also highly recommend the book Cultish, which is about the language of cults and talks about what makes a cult a cult and what makes a cult dangerous. I think a lot of us think that cults are bad because we know them to have harmed a lot of vulnerable people. And a lot of cults are bad. 
I think a lot of things can also be labeled and can fit into the cult category that aren't bad and can be helpful. We're all part of cult-y type situations. Regardless, when we hear the word cult, it comes with a really negative connotation. And I think this letter was really scary for somebody to read. And it felt like the person was out of touch with reality for some reason or another that used to be in touch with reality. Now, this question is not really about cults in general, so I wanted to start with that. It's more about how do I respond to this letter from a family member who seems to maybe be in a cult. I think a very common reaction from people towards those who may be in these kinds of groups, whether that's a cult or just a group that feels very strange and out of touch of, of reality, or in this case, a, a group that feels very strict, like this person is saying, your, your soul's doomed if you, you, you can't be vegan. I think a very common reaction from receiving information from somebody in one of those groups is to say that they are crazy or they've lost their mind and then to like stay away, which I'm not saying is wrong. We're just going to talk about that. I think it's really, really important here to mention that often when somebody's behavior is being called crazy or wacky or psychotic, it's because their behavior is crazy or wacky or psychotic. But those terms are used in this very judgmental and damaging way rather than helpful and descriptive. Calling somebody psychotic and dismissing them is not helpful. <laughs> but if we actually pay attention to what does somebody being psychotic mean? Because if we're calling somebody psychotic and they are, and then we're dismissing them, we are ignoring a mental health crisis. Calling somebody psychotic isn't supposed to be a slur. It's a descriptive word used to identify symptoms of a mental health diagnosis. Those who are having psychotic breaks or somebody who's experiencing psychosis, delusions, they very much just look like they're going mad. They're out of touch with reality. So this letter sounds like the person who wrote it is a little out of touch with reality, saying that you are going to die and your soul is going to be doomed if you do not become a vegan is something that feels very out of touch with reality. But to this person, it feels very true. So that person is not, if they are experiencing a mental health crisis, that person's not going to get any better just by somebody being like, you're crazy. And then turning the other cheek. It doesn't mean you have to get involved. That's not what I'm saying at all. But when we call people crazy and then we just ignore them when like really actually maybe they are having psychotic features and that's not so much there's something like inherently wrong with them it's there's something going on with their mind there is an illness in their mind and mental illness like I just it's I even get tongue-tied as you can tell talking about it because mental illness is a thing we have a sickness in our brain just like physical illness is a thing there is a sickness there is something in our physical body and it is so hard for people to wrap their brains around our own brains around the fact that when somebody is acting out of touch with reality if their brain is not working correctly maybe there is something going on with their brain to me i'm like trying to think of a a way to compare it to a physical illness it's almost like if somebody's having a seizure and we just ignore it we're like oh that person's having a seizure weird when that might be signaling that they have some other illness happening in their body there there's something going on they have epilepsy or some other health condition if somebody has a fever that is signaling that they have a physical illness like that those are symptoms of an illness and so are psychotic features and delusions and and things like that those are symptoms of 
actual illnesses, but the illnesses in our mind, not like our immune system. Although I will say physical illness, mental health, all of that actually is tied up and connected to our immune system. But that's a conversation for another day. Now, when it comes to this situation, I don't know if that's actually going on. I'm not diagnosing this person with any kind of illness because I don't know them and I don't have enough information. And also, that's not what I do on this podcast. But I think it warrants concern based on what I have seen, what I have read. And again, like I said, I was able to read this letter and what the this person that wrote in is referencing, the actual letter they received, is very alarming from my perspective as well. And who knows? There could be a million things that are going on. They could be blackmailed to be sending these letters from somebody. They could be being controlled by somebody or being threatened in some other way. There's a lot of things that could be going on other than them just being, for a lack of a better way to describe this, in quotes, a wacko, and they're just being their weird selves. Because if we think about the term weird, I just have to say this for a second. If we think about when we call somebody weird, that means they're different than us. It's very different for me to say, oh, that person's weird when, yeah, that might be judgmental, but maybe they just like possibly dress in a way that I don't prefer to dress or they like a type of music that I think is not great. Like there is a a very <laughs> large spectrum of being weird. And we can use a lot of words like crazy and wacky and whatever to describe a lot of things that are actually very different. So somebody being a wacko, I might say that because they like to put, I don't know why this is coming to my head, but they like to put jelly on every single thing that they eat. I might be like, they're wacky. That doesn't mean they're having a psychotic break, but I also can use that same term to describe somebody who is having a psychotic break. And so I think it's very important to be intentional and aware of the differences because this type of weird behavior warrants a definite concern versus if somebody likes to put jelly on everything they eat, I think that they're okay for the most part, unless there's other things that are also going on as as well. But if that's the only thing they're doing that is out of the ordinary, then I don't think we need to like do a welfare check or anything. Now, because we don't have enough information to identify what's going on here, and regardless, we don't have control over anyone other than ourselves, little reminder, I think what I would encourage somebody in this situation to do is to ask what response feels congruent with their moral compass and reality. So I say reality because we may want to save somebody or we might want to fix something, but realistically, we have to look at how little power we actually have over other people's lives. Although we can make a difference by our our behaviors at times. So I might start with looking at what I want to do here and what I actually can do. I might want to save somebody, but what can I do? I can express concern. And so again, look at what would fit within your moral compass and your values. Does it feel in line with, with me to ignore and just protect myself? Does it feel in line with me to cause behavior crazy and make fun of him? Does it feel in line with me to respond to the letter, sharing my feelings or thoughts? Does it feel in line with me to set a boundary and, and cut off communication with this person? So looking at what I want to do, look at what I actually can do while looking at what feels in line with my moral compass. I think that there are a lot of options that you can do in this specific situations and they aren't all right. They aren't all wrong. Some of them are going to be better suited with you than others. You mentioned that you don't want this person isolated from the family even further, which I really appreciate because I think this person is really thinking about this at a deeper level than a lot of people might think about this just because it's easier just to be like, like I said, you're crazy, bye. 
So you said you don't want this person to be isolated from the family even further. Is there a way for you to keep in contact with him that does not feel like it then puts you or your family or anybody in your life at risk? Because sometimes also if if there is a, a mental health crisis going on, there could be some danger involved as well. And so you might not want to put yourself in the line of fire, but there are people that are trained and they do this for a living. So I am not a firefighter, so I probably am not going to, for the most part, run into a burning building to try to put out a fire that has taken over a home, but I might call the fire department to come help me do that. So is there a way for you to express that you care? Is there a way for you to express concern for him that feels safe to you if that's what you come down to? If it comes down to, I want to express some kind of concern for this person, is there a way for you to do that that would be safe and could be the most powerful in the little power that we have? Personally, if I got a letter like this from a friend or a family member, I would reach out to the people closest to them to check in, to express concern, to ask if there's something that you need to know or maybe to give information that the people around them might not know. That is what I would do. You can't tell them you're experiencing delusions and psychosis from a distance, right? They're not going to be able to receive that because those things are very real to them. Now, take that with a grain of salt. This is not for everybody, but generally when somebody is going through something that is their reality, they're out of touch with reality. So when you tell them that, that doesn't really make very much sense. Just like if I tell you that you're you're crazy and you're not crazy, you're going to be like, I'm not crazy. Well, if you tell somebody who's crazy, and again, when I say crazy, I mean how we sometimes can perceive somebody who's experiencing psychosis. If we just tell them that, they're going to be like, no, I'm not, because that is their reality, which is a confusing, hard thing to sometimes just say. I don't know if that even made sense when I said it, but I hope I hope that it did. And so is there a way for you to express concern to the people closest to that person? Lastly, what I would say, if you really are concerned, and this is for anybody ever, if you're concerned for somebody's immediate danger and well-being, you can issue a welfare check and you don't have to be a mental health professional of any kind to do that. I would Google how to do that in your area because it's going to be different depending on where you live. But I can just Google a welfare check that would send a trained professional, whether that is a police officer that has been through crisis training or a crisis worker or something like that, to check on the person that I'm concerned about to see if they are in danger or not. So you can do that. It's not going to cost you anything. A lot of times I feel like the reason people don't do that is they're afraid that the person's going to get mad at them. And what I can tell you is one, they're anonymous. And two, I think if you weigh the options here, um, somebody being mad at me versus I'm concerned for somebody's safety, that's going to trump that. Because if their safety is in danger in the long run, that is the most important thing versus somebody being upset with you over being concerned with them. So that's something that you can do. Now, as I kind of close this out, I know that this question was super specific and more specific than some. What I want people to hear and kind of what I'm saying are two things or a couple things. One, if we're seeing symptoms of something rather than throwing that off and just ignoring it and laughing it off or or throwing judgment. And this can be with anything. Think about how people view symptoms of drug abuse or um, eating disorders. It's like, oh, they're they're just doing drugs and they're just doing this and they're blah, blah, blah. And we like label them as bad people. And I'm like, well, maybe the reason that they are stealing drugs from the neighbor might be because they have an addiction and that's a mental health disorder not an indication that this person is inherently bad or wrong. 
And there also is a solution and there is help. So if I'm concerned about somebody's behavior, first of all, why am I concerned about it? I'm concerned about somebody's behavior if it feels like they're doing something that's dangerous or wrong rather than just writing them off as bad people. What would happen if we started instead looking at people as inherently good and noticing the the behaviors that don't fit with that and looking at those as symptoms of a problem that is not the person, you know, the problem is the problem. The problem isn't the person. So I want people to hear that. And then the other thing I want people to hear is there are ways to express care and help that aren't always directly reaching out to somebody. And again, we have to look at what are the what are our main concerns, making sure somebody isn't mad at us, right? It's a little codependency coming out or taking care of people's immediate life-threatening needs. So that's going to do it for me today. I hope that you guys, as always, get something out of these short little conversations. And of course, if you have any questions that you want to send in, any feedback, anything, you can send that to Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at cat.defada and for more mental health-based information and content at UniTherapyPodcast. I hope you guys are having the day you need to have and I will talk to you on Monday. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.